Welcome back. You are listening to that one sports podcast. You already know who it is, but just in case you didn't know, it's your boy, Mitch Wilson on the ones and twos. And yes, I do have a good show for you. We're going to preview the big game. You know what game I'm talking about. It is the NFL championship game. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers and again guys thank you so much for listening I truly do appreciate it so please tell your mama your daddy your friends everybody have them listen to that one sports podcast so we're going to preview the big game today and then next episodes we're going to start focusing on college basketball a little bit of NBA and we can also start to get into a little of the off-season baseball because I will say we don't really talk a lot of baseball on this podcast mainly because that one sports podcast is based in the Kansas City area and the Royals were not good this last year but however since the last podcast there was some breaking news Bobby Witt Jr. signs a 11-year deal worth up to possibly 377 million dollars And that is absolutely important and key to build the franchise around that guy. He's the Bobby Witt play shortstop, is a a 30-30 guy. So he is definitely the guy that you want to build your franchise around. And the Royals have also been active in free agency this year. But we will get into that more probably next week because we're going to keep the main thing the main thing. And that is the big game this weekend in the NFL. You have the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And oh, I cannot wait for this game, baby. Well, probably because I'm a Chiefs fan. So, you know, I have a dog in the fight. And it's just been so amazing to watch this run that the Chiefs are on. As a Chiefs fan, I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. I'm in my, you know late 30s and so i have suffered through the the steve bonos the elvis gerbacks the tyler thick pins the brody coils yeah you know so for us to be in this age with the chiefs it's absolutely amazing you have that guy patrick mahomes so but first we're going to talk about the san francisco 49ers so San Francisco 49ers defeat the Detroit Lions to get into this game. It was a game that the 49ers had to come back from in the second half because Detroit came out and pushed them in the mouth in the first half, and they really didn't have a response. However, they did have a response in the second half of that game. Offense exploded for 20, 24 points, I believe. Brock Purdy played absolutely clutch in that game, and that's why they are here. And also, the the defense absolutely shut it down in the second half, I believe, only giving up three points, if I'm not mistaken. So the key for the San Francisco 49ers to win this game, number one, you have to give CMC the ball. Christian McCaffrey needs to have 20-plus touches in this game. Number two, San Francisco cannot afford to get off to a slow start against Kansas City. They need to score early. And often because of how good that Chiefs defense is. There's only really one thing that really scares me about the San Francisco defense is Nick Bosa on Jawan Taylor. And we all know that Jawan Taylor is the most 
flagged NFL lineman this year. So I can only imagine the possible the amount of holding calls that could be called with him with Bosa matched up on Taylor. That's the that's the only thing that that really scares me. However, San Francisco defense is really good. They were a top three defense this season and points allowed just behind the just behind the Chiefs, giving up just a little over seventeen points a game. However, now that has changed once they've gotten into the playoffs. I don't know what's happening. I I don't know if it's because they're playing a a significant better opponents or teams, but the 49ers are averaging giving up like 28, 29 points a game. And that is no bueno. That is no good, especially against a team that has a defense like the Chiefs. But again, they have elite level guys at every level of defense. You got, I already talked about Bosa. Fred Warner is that dude. He is an absolute Beast Greenlaw is another great linebacker. You have Charvarius Ward. I will say, I think one thing that's really going to show up in this game that may not have in games previously is I know he's been out for two months, but when you take a player like Ufanga at safety and take him out of this lineup, I mean, that's just a, another elite level guy. And when you're playing a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you need all the guys that you can possibly get. So I think that could that could show up in this game a lot because of them playing the best quarterback in in the NFL. And so I think the San Francisco I think the San Francisco 49ers have a really good team. I think that they still have they still have a handful of guys from from the from the Super Bowl from four years ago when they faced off against the Kansas City Chiefs and gave up a ten point lead in the fourth quarter to lose that game. And I will say, a lot of people talk about Brock Purdy. And let's just give that man his flowers. Because let's just be completely honest. Normally, Mr. Irrelevant, guys taken in the last round of the NFL draft, normally don't even make the rosters. They're lucky. Some are lucky if they make the practice squad. So the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant and has come into San Francisco and worked his butt off and has earned the starting job, I mean, props to him, and I do believe he is the he is the first. I believe he is the first Mister Irrelevant to start in the Super Bowl. That is a huge accomplishment in this in itself. But I did find it very interesting that they compared Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers from 2019, that postseason, and Brock Purdy's this year. And they're very similar, which I thought that was really weird because I feel like Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. So to see those numbers that that were very similar, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Because with Brock Purdy at the quarterback position for the 49ers, it feels different than Jimmy G. If I'm a 49ers fan, I feel more comfortable with, with Brock Purdy starting in this game than I did it with Jimmy Garoppolo four years ago. So let's just let's take a second to give Brock Purdy his flowers. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the 49ers come out in this game. Again, the keys for the 49ers to win this game, Christian McCaffrey needs to have 20 touches. I would even say he needs to have 20 rushes because that means that you're staying ahead of the sticks and that you are not playing from behind. So Christian McCaffrey, 20-plus touches. Defense, 
The 49ers defense needs to play like how they put in the second half of the playoffs the whole game. And Nick Bosa needs to have a day. Those are the keys for the 49ers. So the keys for the Chiefs. Score early, score often because of that great defense you have. Do not turn the ball over. Win the turnover battle. Because when the Chiefs win the turnover battle, I believe they're like 10-0 this year. So win win the turnover battle. Another key for the Chiefs to win this game is if the offense can get out and score early and often, the Chiefs need to try to do to Brock Purdy as what they did to Lamar Jackson. Like I said, the key for the 49ers was to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. The goal for the Chiefs defense is to make Brock Purdy beat you with his arm. I would much rather, if the San Francisco 49ers come out and Brock Purdy throws for over 300 yards and four touchdowns and they win, then so be it. I don't want it to be because Christian McCaffrey went for 150 and three touchdowns. Because, in my opinion, Christian McCaffrey is the MVP this year, and he is the best player on that team. So you have to try to take that best player away. So making Brock Purdy beat you with his arm and make him make mistakes because Steve Spagnola is a big-time defensive coordinator that calls great playoff games and Super Bowls. He's got now, he's got four Super Bowl rings. He's got two with the Chiefs, and he's got two with the Giants. When when they won their two, when they had Eli, so I think Spag is is going to call a magnificent game, and I think that if he dictates to the Forty ers offense what they're going to run like they did with Baltimore, I think the Chiefs are going to be in great shape. I can see this good this game going a lot of different ways because of the playmakers that San Francisco has. You have obviously you have Christian McCaffrey, you have Brendan Nayuk, who's an elite level receiver, you have George Kittle, so you have an elite running back, you have an elite tight end, and you have an elite receiver. And then also you have Debo Samuel, who is another dynamic playmaker. I can see this with with those playmakers with San Francisco and also Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and Rasheed Rice, who is emerging as the Chiefs' number one receiver. I also think I also think it's important for the Chiefs to run the ball to because the 49ers, I believe are giving up a ridiculous amount of yards to running backs in the playoffs. So give the ball to Pacheco. Have Patrick throw and make elite plays when he needs to. Also, someone besides Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice are going to have to step up for the Chiefs offense to make plays. And it's happened in the playoffs in the in the Miami game. Rasheed Rice played really well. In the Bills game, it was MVS coming up with two clutch catches, which both were over 30 yards. Then you have MVS stepping up in the AFC Championship game and making the catch to seal the game. Someone other than Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, and Isaiah Pacheco, there's gonna there's gonna need to be another guy step up. And I don't care if that's one guy that has five catches for 80 yards or it's Three guys that all have two catches for 15 or 20 yards apiece. It doesn't matter. But the pass catchers are going to have to come up big because if the pass catchers can get in a groove with Patrick Mahomes, that's where the San Francisco 49ers are weak on defense. I think it's their secondary. It's not their defensive line is elite, their linebackers are elite. But if, if the Chiefs can somehow exploit the secondary, then Mahomes is going to have a day. So now let's talk about 
what would a win for the San Francisco 49ers do? Well, first of all, Kyle Shanahan will win his first Super Bowl and will get the monkey off his back. And the 49ers organization will, I believe, has have six Super Bowls titles as an organization. Brock Purdy would probably be named something like the Goat Slayer, something like that, because he beat Patrick Mahomes in, in the Super Bowl. And then you have a legit rivalry between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Because now you've had the Chiefs beat you, win one Super Bowl, then you beat them. Then you'll have a legit rivalry between the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. That could be epic because Patrick is still young. He's not even 30 yet. And then you have Brock Purdy, who's just in his second year in the league. So what would a win mean for the Kansas City Chiefs? A win for the Kansas City Chiefs, they would be an absolute dynasty at that point. It would be three championships in a five-year span, and it would also be the most successful five-year span in NFL history. Yes, let me say it again for the people in the back. If the Chiefs win the big game on Sunday, it will be the best five-year stretch when it comes to wins and Super Bowls in NFL history in a five-year span. So when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and you're talking goat talk, that would just be another feather in his cap. Yeah, you might have more rings than me, but did you have a dynasty? And did you have the best five-year run in NFL history? No, but I did. And also, if you have Patrick win and the Chiefs win another one, you're going to have people talking about him in the GOAT discussion because he'll have three rings. He'll be one behind Montana. Then you're going to have people arguing that Patrick Mahomes is the second-best quarterback in NFL history. Even though Montana has more, there will be people that will be arguing for Mahomes as the number two quarterback behind behind Tom Brady. And also, if, if the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes win this game, you're going to have people saying, man, you want to know what? That's three in five years. If they can keep somewhat on this pace, he's got a real shot to catch Brady. So we'll see. I think this is going to be an absolute juggernaut of a game. But what I think wins in this game is preparedness. Guys who have been there have done that. And most importantly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I do believe that the Chiefs defense are going to make more plays than the San Francisco 49ers defense. And that is why I have the Chiefs winning the big game on Sunday, 27-20. A fun fact for you, when the Chiefs have scored 21 points this season, if they've scored 21 or more, they haven't lost. So 21 is the magic number that they need to get to because, again, that defense has been absolutely amazing, especially in the second half. I believe in the last eight or nine games, the Chiefs are averaging only giving up four points in the second half. And that's why I talked about if the Chiefs can get out early and get a lead at halftime, a two-score lead at halftime, then at that point, Brock Purdy is going to have to beat you with his arm. And he's proven that he can do that. But I think this defense is... a 
I think this is the best defense that Brock Purdy's going to be faced with all year. Trent McDuffie, all pro. LeJarrius Sneed should have been all pro. LeJarrius Sneed is the number, even though Trent McDuffie is all pro, LeJarrius Sneed is the guy on the Chiefs that travels with all the receivers. And he's he's covered Jamar Chase. He's covered Justin Jefferson. He's literally covered the best of the best receivers this year. And he's only given up one touchdown. And that was in this last playoff game against the uh, the Buffalo Bills when Josh Allen just threw it a ridiculous front pylon touchdown that it was just insane. That's the only touchdown that Snead has given up all year. I think the Chiefs defense is a little better than San Francisco. And I think that Brock Purdy's going to make a couple mistakes that's going to be the difference in this game. And that's why I have the Chiefs winning 27 to 20. And you know what that means? That means there's going to be a parade in KC on Wednesday. And probably the Chiefs would even become more the villains because not only will they have just won a Super Bowl and all the people that hate Taylor Swift, which I like. I don't get it because I want to say it was the, it was it was either the Baltimore game or the Buffalo Bill game. It's a three hour game, and I think they showed her in all of a all of a whopping one minute and thirty seconds, one minute and forty five seconds. So that's not that's not a lot when you're watching a three and a half hour game. So, but again, the thing I do love about the Chiefs is I think they're embracing it. And oh, real quick. San Francisco 49ers fans, at the opening night ceremony, why would you boo Travis Kelsey? Why would you why would you boo Patrick Mahomes? Are you trying to piss them off before they even get on the field? Justin Tucker tried to do the same thing and look what happened to him in Baltimore. But thank you. I appreciate you. Because you're just adding fuel to their fire. And it's only going to make them play better. So San Francisco fans and Raiders fans that booed the Chiefs at the opening night of the Super Bowl week. Thank you. Because you're just fueling the fire. And just like Patrick Mahomes says. If I win, I like to win games. And if I win games, if that makes me the villain, then so be it. But I'm just going to try to do it in a fun way. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate you. Again, always remember, be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you know absolutely no idea about. Until next time, fam, peace.